Welcome to Starseed Sanctuary. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Olga Star. Welcome back, everyone. Everyone that is joining us on Instagram Live as as well as IGTV and through SoundCloud on a podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. Thanks so much for tuning in. How are you doing, Olga? Doing great. What are we talking today about? (laughs) Well, I mean, we've got options. We were chatting okay. in the last episode about uh, a light topic something a bit uh, less heavy than what we've been talking about um but that's that's whether you in case you have anything else you might want to talk about i know there's always things going on with you so um is there any is there anything that you have specifically to talk about did we talk about subterranean races yes okay so we did um, no, no, did we or can we? No, no, did we? Did we? No, uh, oh. don't think so. One second, sorry, I'm still getting used to this technology. <laughs> I'm Just feeling so embarrassed. Your, don't move your head. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's about to come out. So okay. talk talk to me about subterranean races. Okay, so the one that's better known we have Telos, right? Then we have um I call them fifth dimensional dolphins. Then we have other beings that I finally met someone who has met them as well, which is really exciting. There are some beings, they are located in Colorado um Boulder. They have a semi-translucent physicality, physical appearance. And uh, then they're kind of lesser known. I don't understand why they don't try to establish communication with us. However, the most interesting ones I find, the friendliest ones, are what I call 5D dolphins. They, it's very easy to communicate with them. You literally just want to listen to like dolphin or whale recording. Uh, wait till the point, you know, when you listen to a sound, sometimes you disappear within the sound. Mm. So you just do that. I actually just did video on it. It's on YouTube at Star for anyone who is searching on YouTube. It will come up communication with um, subterranean races. So you tune into the sound of dolphins and whales. You kind of disappear. And then you just ask for the link with this uh, fifth dimensional dolphin race, you just literally say, you know what, Olga said this random stuff and I think you guys out there, can I please connect to you? And you may not even need to say that, you will connect to them. And they're really cool because they don't have a, like a motive. They are more like radio station reporting on our energetic frequency here within the earth. And they're very good to help with the balance and also if you connect to them i feel like you perceive better downloads and also to be fair they were my first subterranean races i got in touch with willingly knowingly like my first interaction was in boulder colorado that's semi-translucent being uh, but then uh, when we start doing the starseed school, I had exposure to this dolphin race. And once I've connected to them, it's almost like they've raised my vibration for me to perceive. It's not, it's kind of semi-remote viewing, uh, but it was perception within the earth. Because the thing is, when you do this metaphysical work, you always want to have higher frequency and higher awareness and higher dimensions. So we don't even consider going into the earth. You know, it's not bad or good. We just don't consider 
And then when I got exposure to the dolphin race, I've got exposure to the telus be- beings. And then I got exposure to the others. And then I realized, oh, my God, there is a whole wor- world out there. And they are not one race. There are actually several of them. And because they have hierarchy, that's what makes me think that they're not as evolved as many would like to think. I mean, they have really good telepathic abilities, obviously. They have better awareness about energy work, but uh, they were hoping kind of to be there by themselves, left unattended. They can't come out to the surface in the proper way. There is some radiation issues issues, and some other stuff for them. Hmm. So tell us, beings, they're ones we connected um like a long time ago a good couple of years yes, ago now but when exactly. we were last doing workshops and that, that was fascinating um and those uh are a subterranean race um and are they existing on a sort of a different dimension to we are at the moment no i feel a different frequency they do exist on different frequency but we can still perceive them with our eyes should they come out to the surface Mm. Like that... our communication when I took us to tell tell us uh, under the ocean, right? That was more our telepathic journey. But if they come out to the surface, we will see them. Right. So uh, they are a physical race as well that we could perceive in three dimensions. Yes. Also, they have some weird situation where they have lower races and higher races. I'm not quite sure what it means, but the lower ones are more. I don't even know if it's lower the right word, but they have more physical appearance. And the ones who are more aware or more, I guess, attuned to the situation, they have the semi-translucent body structure to themselves. Mm. You can't see within. It's more like you can't touch it, by the way. You can see it. It's there. And it's like hologram, but not quite hologram, because with hologram, you see through. With them, it's actually, you can see it's a body. It's just that their skin is somewhat holographic or something. And is that because they're more energy or an energetic being? No, I just think it's a whole different concept to them. I mean, in my imagination, they are leftovers of the races of Lemuria, that got stuck or left behind on Earth after the catastrophic events. They are the cave dwellers or the inner Earth dwellers, and they just stayed behind. They didn't expect anyone else to come here or anything else to happen. And the only reason I say that, because I was taking some students to them, they have like um, research laboratory facilities under the Atlantic Ocean, at least according to my perception, that's where I take some students when I can't grasp the energetic structure. Because we have some really strange reincarnations happening at the moment. Oh, and really? then, yeah. <laughs> and then they themselves didn't know what was happening. They were like, oh, you have these new energetic structures coming in. Like, they didn't even expect to see me. I was like, whoa, so you guys are not advanced at all. Compared, I mean, given the cosmic knowledge, they do have some connection. They also can do... Um, uh, like astral projection and all the travel, they have their own channels, but they can't leave the earth. And uh, I, I don't see them at all like the superior beings. Right. I just wanted to put it forward because, you know, people are exposed to all these deities and beings and energetic connections these days. And they often think, oh, we are so uh, humble and we are so privileged now that we have this deity, deity trying to communicate with us. No, we are the ones in physical bodies doing all the shitty work. <laughs> 
<laughs> so have you spoken to those telos beings like or communicated with them like like since we did like is are there some times where you do connect with them like or have you just sort of Tell made it, contact and that's it no telos are quite regular buddies they keep hanging out with me every time i work with crystals they love it they are more fascinated to see that the crystalline energy is used more appropriately these days because they are very famous for harvesting energy from the quartz veins in the earth. So mm. they've been working with crystalline energies ever since Lemuria. They uh, Only because I saw someone's comment about plant medicine, they do have awareness of plant medicine, by the way, as well. I want to be very careful because with energetic structures who come here for a very specific purpose, reincarnation, plant medicine can be harmful and it can block the access or a flow to your energetic structure because plant medicine got corrupted and they have their own dimensions. They are also stuck here on earth. Yes, because that's interesting when we talk about earthly sort of subterranean races and things like that, that there must be some, because it's all part of the earth, there must be some kind of correlation between what the earth provides and the medicines and their, ultimately those races' understanding of the plants and what the planet provides and things. I've only met those who exist solely from energy. They consume energy for their existence. I know for a fact they do have lower frequency beings and physicality. However, I haven't met them physically, so I don't have the knowledge of what they eat, or what they consume, and if, if it's just plants or meat or, you know. Mm. What about these uh, dolphins? Are they, uh, you said fifth dimensional dolphins. Are they, yes. talk, talk to us more about them. Okay, this is my fantasy about them or how I perceive them and I really like them. They were one of the key races during Lemuria time as, and they were roaming the ocean. There were other races in like water kind of related inhabitants. And they are loosely related to our current dolphins. That kind of side effect evolution has happened. They are not communicating with words. They may put something telepathically in your mind that you may translate verbally, but usually their communication is very physically perceived, like you'll have some vibrational situation happening with you. And it's also always colored emotionally, like it feels there is a depth to it. It feels good. It's not like you're not high. It's not like unicorn crazy frequency where you literally you connect to it and you bump into all these things and break everything on your way because <laughs> you just go crazy. With them, it's more about the balance than because they act as a radio signal to report in which state our energetic frequency here is on Earth. It's like their job. When you connect to them, it's almost like they'll check your energy. They'll recalibrate it for you as well. They'll align. And you can ask them advice or you can ask for guidance. And in my perception, what happens, they kind of, it's almost like you open up to yourself to one channel and then that sparks your ability to communicate with other channels. So I feel like they are the safest ones because they don't have any personal interests, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, the interests that would serve them exclusively and, you know, not us like Tilos do have some strange interests. And I find 
because of that, it's almost like they'll they'll calm you down, they'll facilitate for you a mini upgrade in your energetic structure. And then if you want and you've read some weird stuff on the internet, you can literally connect to that uh, information and see yourself if you can do a remote viewing or whatever, distant travel, astral travel, whatever you want to call it, and see if you can communicate with that. So I find with dolphins, it's like initial stage, very safe. You feel good. And if you like it and you want to expose yourself more, then, you know, browse the internet, see who else you can perceive and see how you want to communicate or not. Mm. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds really, really sort of, um, what's the word? Sort of just encouraging, really, to to know that there is sort of a safe communication there that you're not going to um, go in with any sort of anxiety or worry because they're yeah or harvested for organs or something else you know how we have stories floating about <laughs> yeah because there's some there's some that are super curious as well like you said about the telos beings they're, they're super curious as well it's sort of a two-way street with them it's sort of very much yeah 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 peek into our world and we'll just have a little nose of what's going on with you guys too well that's exactly they don't let us peek our noses into their world at all Like Mm. the only reason I know about them harvesting energy is because I do really good um, remote viewing, but my remote viewing is not, I'm not doing it on purpose. So here's a trick. My remote viewing is triggered by my thought process. So I was with Tillis, then someone told me about how special they are. And uh, I was like, okay, so they're within the earth. The reports are happening not where I thought they are. I just went there with my thought process and boom, I'm there. And then I see a whole department where only selected tealers are allowed. And they have a very special construct which um, concentrate the energy they harvest from the quartz veins. And then they send the beam out, which gets kind of reflected back. And it's a bit more complicated. It sounds very primal when I describe it. But then it kind of amplifies itself and they have the energy source. Mm. Quartz. couple of employees noticed me and they weren't happy i mean i vanished very quickly after that because i don't want them to read me <laughs> it must be hard actually to to uh go in unnoticed um and sort of it must be quite overwhelming um to suddenly be in that kind of scenario i think they always notice me but they don't they always always never expect me Right. And the last time when I had this discovery of energy harvesting, which made me slightly uncomfortable because I didn't feel energetically if it's good or bad. When I came back to my space, I have extra security posts in place. Right. Like I've installed, I mean, they are there, but I've activated them a bit further. So I definitely know no one is going to find me. They're like masking me. Interesting. Sounds cool. Um, what about these quartz veins that you were saying about? Is it like a, it's like a grid around the earth? or? I don't think so. I think it's integrated with the earth structure. I don't yeah. think it's like we think of ley lines. It's more this is how the earth made. Crystalline is pretty much at the core of earth carcass. Mm. And the quartz seems to be the best energy source carrier. Like the other crystals have some other 
purposes, and the quartz seems to be the most successful at um, attaining the biggest amounts of energy. Right. So, like so, we use we use sun for the energy, so they use quartz for the energy. Interesting. And so, just going back to, uh, we'll come. To, actually, let's talk about this. And I've been corrected. And water, I've been corrected. And water as well, quartz and water. Mm. Uh, just to answer the question that's come in about tips for beginning a conversation with the the dolphin race, um, is that that's telepathic, right? So you would you would how would you start that conversation with that race? Well, as I said, you listen to the recording of dolphins of whales, ours normal ones. You try to disappear in the sound, then you will feel the connection on a deeper level. Then you can close your eyes and imagine in your mind's eyes that you're looking uh, that you're at the bottom of the ocean. Make sure that you're aware that your body is completely safe and uh, comfortable so you can breathe. Because sometimes when you suddenly appear in this kind of scenarios, you're like, oh, I can't breathe. You actually have to tell your brain structure. No, no, the vessel is here. It's absolutely safe. It's my energetic work. And then you call them forward and you start talking to them. I think people don't understand how much power we have when we just ask for the beings to come over. And I'm absolutely cool if some of you think it's completely imagination and I'm going to discard that, just keep talking. Because initially it could be your mind playing tricks on you. But if you keep doing it, you will see that the beings will step forward. They will give you information that you may not be able to translate. I'm sorry, but our brain and um, a mind structure has two levels of security. So we have the conscious structure, which literally is uh, only giving us as an access at any given time of what we exactly need, right? There is a second level of consciousness that is still subconsciousness, which is all that we perceive daily and then it gets stored there. And if, let's say, you were four years old and you watched a horror movie and you got scared, that will be stored in your subconscious so every time you perceive this kind of information you'll have a block so straight away even if you perceive the information your brain is not going to show it to you so there is that weirdness and then you have another level of subconsciousness which is um it's a new thing i've started doing <laughs> still <laughs> i've introduced a level of subconsciousness just to help us operate you know to help us understand how to deal with situation so the the other level of subconscious i believe is our eth eth self which has a storage of our incarnation memories, previous lives memories, our training platform, Akashic records memories, doesn't matter, whatever you want to perceive. And also we have starseeds who still have parallel existence elsewhere. So there is access to that database. So anything that wants to come from that into your conscious mind, whew, there's a whole new ball game. You know, you need to train your brain to actually relax, you know, chill, bro, perceive the information, just let it be. So the same when we communicate with these 5D dolphins, as I call them, or tealers beings, just keep talking and quiet your mind and just trust. And often the first communication is not verbal at all because your brain, A, doesn't want to perceive it, and B, doesn't even want to translate or doesn't even know how to translate. But you will feel it. It's very physical or emotional. And actually I find with dolphins both, like you will have some sort of moving energetic thing happening. And emotionally, it's just like, you know, like someone else knows there is more to life, you know? Mm. They are, people have this uh, lovely affinity with dolphins in 
as we know dolphins physically. So I have to mention something. Those 5D dolphins look really scary. <laughs> the, oh, really? The, yes, there is somewhere, literally was discovered like uh, maybe five years ago. If you search on the internet, the prehistoric dolphin carcass, it was discovered like very recently. It should be still on the internet somewhere. And that's exactly how they look. They look like more uh, ginormous dolphin uh, beings with very sharp teeth, that, like they're carnivorous or something. Right. So when you see, if you see them, please don't freak out. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone is probably thinking, oh, they're so sweet, so friendly. Cute, fluffy, baby yeah. chickens. No. <laughs> fluffy dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not how that's important. Though. Yeah, they're not how we perceive them, but there is definitely a connection that people have with dolphins and how intelligent they are as well as a as a an animal. Uh, yeah, and they're mammal. always they're always human. I mean, not human. They're like humanitarian. Like how many cases we had when people were drowning and dolphins rescued them. Mm. Yeah, there is. There's fantastic. Well. They're used for healing, aren't they? And all sorts. Uh, people uh, jump at the opportunity to swim with dolphins and and be in their presence. Um, so there is this just wonderful connection that we seem to uh, have with them. Um, so it makes sense for there to be another race that we can, on the same level, um, learn from. And they're that selfless. They're that they they want to help. You know, I love that. I love that. Great. So these other races, if they are underneath the earth, um, do you have any information about um, their sort of survival? You know, like there'd be no sun, I assume, no light. Um, do you have any information about I'm how they are? I'm still very new to them because the way I work, as you know, I only pay attention when it's necessary in the sense I'm, I'm unlike many people who are really curious and want to know everything. I actually don't want to know anything. <laughs> and it happens often if the information has to come through eventually. And in order to validate it for me, I have to be exposed to more additional information. And that was kind of a roller coaster with these dolphins, then um, tealers, and then. Uh, Suddenly, people around me start talking to me about this uh, inner earth being situation. That's when I went uh, further, did my remote viewing. I've seen them. Some of them are just hiding. They are, they live as a memory of fear. Right. After the catastrophic events, there is, uh, for some races, there is a problem with the race in Antarctica again. It's almost like they are stuck in the fear that someone is going to extract them and destroy them i don't have good access to them yet they're very much they're cautious and because they're fear-based i always approach that with gentleness like i dipped my toes here i'll wait a little bit if time is right i'll go back because there's definitely a source of energy that is located there we need that source of energy we have several pods of a specific energy located around the earth. We spoke about it in our 12-strand DNA situation podcast. And I feel like they're there. I don't understand why we don't have access to these pods of energies and why we don't benefit from them. Hmm. 
it makes sense that they would be fearful um given the the contrast in sort of consciousness above ground um yes they don't they hiding from us but they are not they don't have good awareness of us they're just hiding from anyone because they perceive anyone as a threat at this current stage at this current time sorry mm. I understand. I understand. What do you think it would take for them to come forward? Do you think more people connecting um, to them? Sort of. Uh, I mean, if they are, Antarctica is actually melting, and there's all sorts of things that are being revealed with Antarctica's ice melting. So, do you think they're they're actually going to be in danger anyway of being discovered? They will be forced to come out. Like, there's no hiding for them anymore. They will have to become aware of the cosmic community and responsibility to the fact that they lived in fear instead of dealing with situation on Earth. Or, like, Tilas are now coming out like they're such great gurus, whatever. Well, where have, where have you been before? You know, why didn't you help us before? And now we have planet in plastic or something, you know? Mm. And they totally take credit for that. Oh, we made humans aware of plastic is dangerous. I'm like, yeah, too late, you know? Why didn't you do it before? Why don't you come out and uh, collaborate? Mm. I believe there is a lot of information still hidden from me, though. Mm. The thing that, in, that is in common with these is the, the the sort of trauma, the healing that needed is needing to be done from these catastrophic events that have happened. Um, well, we have a lot of followers of Tilos now, right? The Mount Shasta and, and all that stuff. So that's kind of exploding even further. I think that will force them come out of hiding a little bit. Then with dolphins, they're there. Anyone can connect to them. There's no problem at all. They are not secretive. They, you know, you want to talk to them, you'll talk to them. And I think the same with the other races. It's just not a, no awareness. So, okay, so now we have this podcast. People become more aware. If you want to try, you know, get your crystals ready because I find quartz adds up to our energy field. So it kind of lifts up our energetic structure and we are better perceiving or better aware of our situation. Also helps bypass a bit of blocks in the brain structure because energy is a bit too forceful. And imagine that you're going into the earth. Make sure you're safe. Just say to yourself, because people don't understand that they can be in control of their safety. So they say, I want to put um, a guard around me that I'm not perceivable. Or if anyone suddenly senses, because they're very good at sensing energy, I want to disappear as quickly as I can. Because it has to be on your terms. You see, now you are entering their territory. And don't feel bad about it. They've been in our human territory forever. Hmm. That's my cat says yes. <laughs> I think it's awareness. You know, it's almost like if someone would say before there are stars and some of the stars are other planets, you know, people would think witchcraft, right? And burn you at stake. Mm. But then more attention being brought to that, and we are like, whoa, there is a whole cosmos out there. And I feel like the same with subterranean races. So the more we speak now in more realistic terms, because the only information I could find about it is like, oh, we have magic cities under the earth, and they're so peaceful and beautiful races. No, if they were beautiful, peaceful, they would come out and help us already. Very true. Very true. There's a, there's a reason for it. 
So now we are aware, everyone who listens to us, you just make sure you're safe, energetically connect to dolphins first. Once you perfect that, do your remote viewing into the earth. See who you can perceive. The ones that were most helpful to me are the ones in Boulder, Colorado. So you can tune in there. They actually come out on the surface very happily. They love it. They just try not to mingle with humans, but they they are such nature creatures. They just love it. They are very connected with the animal kingdom. They mean no harm and they will avoid us at all costs. They have their own um, uh, harmonious existence. What's the name of this race? I didn't, I didn't give them any name yet. We can come up with a name. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see maybe the next time. Come up because with some to me, they look like semi-lizards. But if I say lizard, then everyone will think of reptilians. Do you understand? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I do. So we, can, we can call them uh, holographic beings of Boulder, Colorado. Boulder beings. Boulder, there. See? To the point. Boulder beings. That's how, that's how we refer to them. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Well, this has been really in, insightful. And I think uh, a lot of people will be, I, I, I'm sure so many of our listeners are just going to turn off this podcast and immediately start listening to Dolphin <laughs> sounds. Yeah, I and would I do think, that. I think myself. that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that for sure. So um, that's really interesting. Um, thank you so much for enlightening us on these subterranean races. And so next week you're going to talk about your experience of talking to dolphins, okay? Okay, that's my homework for this yeah. this week. Go and uh, make some make some connections, make some calls. Yeah, make some friends. <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown friendly friends. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What else is there to do but talk to dolphins? Yeah, make sure make sure your distance is two meters, you know, in your yeah. mind's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Wear a mask. Sorry, it's locked down. Just yeah, <laughs> wear a mask. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We'll leave it there this week. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Olga Starr. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys. <laughs>